Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Azuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. And this is Iggy Sports Talk. I really appreciate you tuning in to episode 32 of Iggy Sports Talk. If you have not yet, go over to my Instagram or Twitter and follow at Iggy Sports Talk because I post sports news updates daily. Now today, I have a very special guest on with me today. His name is Hook Eric, or Eric for short. He is a Patriots podcaster, and him and I are going to be talking about the loss that the Patriots just had against the Los Angeles Rams and who will potentially be starting for the Patriots for the rest of the season and potentially throughout 2021. So let's listen to Eric and I's conversation. And again, I really appreciate everybody that is tuning in. Hey, what's going on? How's it going, my man? Uh, not, not the best day after that game last night. <laughs> not the best day. <laughs> yeah, so I want to start um, off with that. You, you know, I mean, you've had sort of a few hours to sleep it off. Woke up this morning. I can see that you got your Dunkin' Donuts coffee. How uh, how you feeling? Um, man, this team was exactly who we thought they were. I mean, it was a great game last week, and I, I loved jumping on the the train of of excitement. But I said a couple days ago that I, I didn't have a great feeling about this game, and you know, whenever this offense plays a, a solid defense, and if they play from behind, it's not looking good. But um, what what's your what's your initial thoughts? What are you thinking? I mean, I gotta completely agree with you. I, I mean, last week it was I think it was the first week since I, I mean probably 2019 that I was jumping up and down like <laughs> screaming at the TV like let's go Cam. Yeah. It was finally where I felt like that energy and that sort of feeling that I've, I've felt for the last 20 years. Uh, and and I had to wear this shirt just just to you know feel some sort of confidence <laughs> and remember the good times. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, man. I think during the third the third quarter, I, I just was in a, a point of acceptance. I mean, I, I've been pretty, I've been happy with the team this year. I think once the third or fourth week hit, um, you know, I was optimistic, but I knew the best case scenario was they were going to squeak into the playoffs, and mm. um, that's just the bottom line. And I, I think Belichick has done a pretty solid job last night. I think. The play calling was a little bit suspect, and this was the first week where I'm like, you have to try to throw the ball, you know, air it out a couple more times. But yep. that's kind of where I'm at, man. I, You know, I'm fine with it. Um, who knows? Maybe they're going to add another player uh, team to the playoffs, too. You never know. True. Yeah, that's so, a really good point. Yeah. But who do you think is going to be under center next week, if you if you had to guess? Well, I, I mean, I mean, obviously Belichick said last night he, he, he expects Cam to, to be under center. I um, mean, it was interesting. I watched the uh, press conference with Cam, and uh, ob- obviously you could see that Belichick drove into his head, you know, don't, don't go too far into the questions, you know, only answer questions that you have to. Because, you know, reporters were trying to dig into him and be like, so is your injury bothering you? Is there anything physically that you're not – is that the reason why you're not throwing the football? And he's like, you know, I can't comment on this. And I honestly think you got three more games left. And the fact of the matter is nobody, nobody on the Patriots – other than the coaching staff, the players, have seen what Jared Siddham can actually do. It's something where, yeah. as Patriots fans, I, I looked at the stats, seven games over 2019 and 2020, and he's only had 37 attempts. And yeah. I, I just wanted to bring up something real quick. I, I did a little bit of research b- before our conversation. So 
Uh, over the last two games, Cam has thrown 35 attempts. He's 21 for 35 with 188 yards, a touchdown, and one interception. Mm. Stidham, obviously the interceptions are going to be the glaring thing that everybody looks at. But in, in his seven games, 37 attempts, he's 20 for 37, 226 yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions. Obviously, the interceptions are a big issue, but, I mean, those are practically identical. Yeah, it's <laughs> – it's it's so weird because I, I can never tell no nobody can ever tell what Bill Belichick is thinking because there's not really much to go off of with Cinnamon. and I know there's there's numbers there but also he's kind of coming in garbage time where the defense is I mean they're they're playing a different defense and they're just not trying to give up a touchdown right um, so it, it's hard because Belichick the way that he answered that question last night is really interesting because maybe he's seeing Stidham in practice and he's thinking this guy is not it. Because at this point in the season, you would think they right now they have a 5% chance of making the playoffs. But I think the big thing is what if they add another team? So you have to keep trying to win just in case. But right. I think if that possibility wasn't there, you would think they the Patriots would move into more of like an Eagles scenario where they're putting in Jalen Hurts just to see what they have. Because right. um, that, that scenario is really interesting because that contract is so massive for, for Carson Wentz. And I think $60 million just, next, next year, that's it. That's crazy. <laughs> It's Matt, and that's if they. I think that's if they cut him. I think if they keep him, it's okay. like, um, if they keep him, it's something like thirty-two or something like Stories. that. But even still, that's massive. <laughs> so I think what they're doing is just trying out Hertz, and then if he's at all good, they'll trade him to the Colts or something. But mm-hmm. um, you would think the Patriots would go with Stidham to see what they have. But I think maybe maybe that's just maybe they're just trying to win just in case they let another team into the playoffs. So. I don't know. It's it's tough the evaluation as well too, because because when I've watched and Sidham has gone out there, you know he's thrown the ball well. There, there was multiple times, obviously, uh, where he got like an actual, you know, chance to show what he had. I remember there was one game where they put him like late in the third quarter. He threw a touchdown to Nikhil Harry, and I, I was all the way jumping up, like saying to my friends, "I told you so." And then obviously he he tries to throw a ball. I think like 50, 60 yards down the field. And it's like massively underthrown, and I, I'm, I'm yeah. I, I just can't, I just can't defend that at all. But I, I think that it's, it's just two different offensive schemes. You know, they barely throw the ball with Cam, and with Stidham, it's a little bit more like Brady-esque. You know, he, he gets the ball off really quick. He mainly throws the football. But I mean, all anybody's talking about is, you know, it's not Cam's fault; it's the wide receiver's fault. And I can agree with that. But I mean, Cam hasn't really been executing too, too much. Yeah, and I think I've defended Cam to a certain extent, and he's had some he's had some bad moments. And I, I don't watch a lot of film, but I do listen to people that do. And there's a lot of I think the consensus is the wide receivers are doing a little bit better of a job this year than last year in terms of getting open, surprisingly. And that's people that are like watching the tape and watching the the cameras that follow the wide receivers. Like I don't go that deep in depth with watching football, but. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's you, you brought up some interesting points. It's like it, it is a completely different system for Stidham than what it would be with Cam. And it's like when you throw in Stidham, um, I'm sure they have a couple plays that suit his play style and whatnot. And but at the same time, it's I mean, it's difficult for a rookie to not a rookie, but a first time player to go in there and, and execute well. So right. I don't really judge Stidham in those scenarios, but. I'm also like, I don't really judge Newton that much because how many mm-hmm. quarterbacks can come in with this offense and, and be good in this offense? So it's, yeah, it's such a, 
such a strange scenario, man. It's tough. it's tough too because a lot of people are like sort of coming at Josh McDaniel's neck and, and saying this guy needs to be gone. And I get it. I get it. You, you know, he's he's had some bad play calls. There, there's multiple play calls like in weeks past where he's, you know, they, they've thrown the ball right to the wide receiver like on, on a screen play and then they lose like five yards. And then he tries that five times throughout the game and then it just <laughs> dr- doesn't work. You know, insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results it just makes no sense. But I mean, when you have a guy like McDaniels who's so used to having such a pass heavy offense with Brady, I don't really think that you can judge him too, too much after, you know, just 13, 13 games, you know? Yeah. And and that's, it's just tough because you see Cam Newton drop back on this offense and any scenario where it's the defense is set up to, to basically say, go ahead and try to pass. We're going to drop back all these DBs with who you have on offense as wide receivers, like go ahead and try it. And Cam is just – he's pressing in certain situations. He's trying to fit balls. And you saw in that screen play last – I mean, you, you saw Tom Brady last year whenever they were playing some solid defenses. Look at the scores. I mean, look at the numbers. They, they weren't great. Um, and I forget, I forget which teams, um, I was looking at, but the Patriots only had like three or four tough matchups and in each one, they were scoring like 13, 17, 15 points. So, um, I don't know. I I don't know what to think. I I just think Cam Newton with a couple weapons would be really interesting to watch. So, yeah, I completely agree. It was nice to see Harry actually doing something last (laughs) night. You know, they were, they were talking about like, why did they draft this kid? You know, they had Metcalf, they had an opportunity to get all these wide receivers and they got Nikhil Harry. And then, and then like right on point, Cam throws a ball and like right Harry reaches that. right over the defender. And I'm like, there he is finally. <laughs> Who is your, so what's your gut for a quarterback? Cause I can't tell when you're, when you're giving your thoughts, would you rather go with Stidham? Would you rather go with Newton? Or are you thinking another quarterback? Maybe right, Ryan Stidham. Fitzpatrick, Smith? You want Stidham. Okay. Stidham. I was kind of sensing that a little bit. The, the, well, the thing is, is that uh, – and, and, and I was very premature after, after Brady left. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was sort of where – because I'm, I'm 22 years old. Brady's been yeah. the only quarterback that I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. And so it was very weird for me, you know, trying to figure out who will they get. And I got very frustrated hearing time and time again, you know, the Patriots will get Cam Newton. They'll get Andy Dalton. I'm like, all right, stop. They, have, they already have a quarterback who's a backup. And, and, and it, it wasn't unfair for me to believe that Stidham was going to be the starting quarterback going into 2020 because, you know, we heard Devin McCourty say Stidham is going to be in New England for a long time to come. We heard Jordan Palmer, one of the best uh, dr- draft trainers, saying this kid's going to be a franchise quarterback. Belichick saying we love this kid so like all the indications really showed you know that that he's that they believe in this kid and also he had the last year under Brian Hoyer and Tom Brady obviously we know that it's kind of like an MIT for quarterback school and he also had Hoyer this past year and so like I had a lot of confidence that they would at least give him a chance obviously they haven't given him given him really any chances to actually show I think it's very funny too because when people uh give their gut feeling about Jared Stidham like well all he does is throw interceptions but has he ever had a week to be able to prepare to start a game he's he's never started or played a full game in the NFL yeah man I I think that, that that's kind of the tough thing because a lot of that noise about Stidham I just feel like comes from 
assumptions about Belichick because Belichick mm-hmm. hasn't really said that much. I mean, there was some information coming out from another coach in the AFC East, and it was a lot of a lot of people kind of insinuated that it was Adam Gase, which that opinion doesn't mean anything at all. That's like a terrible opinion. He's an offensive <laughs> genius, though, right? <laughs> so that's tough. But um, I mean. Going off of just looking at his college tape, and you can't really take away much from, from his games, even though there are moments where I'm like, ooh, that, that was kind of nice. A couple of passes, uh, I don't know if it was last night or the, the game before, but um, he does look good in some certain situations. So right. um, I'm not completely off that train. I, I, I would root for him to be a, a great quarterback for the Patriots, but um, there's a comment in here that I wanted to – oh, here it is. Somebody said, stop defending these quarterbacks. Matt Castle came in and played good. Um, Matt Castle also played on the team that was determined one of the greatest teams of all time guy. So <laughs> I don't know about that I, one. I love when people bring up the Jimmy G whole fact. I'm all, I'm always, I'll always talk about Jimmy G because we were supposed to sign him. and we, we shouldn't have traded him because we should have signed him to that franchise tag for $18 million to be a backup quarterback behind Brady. But, but didn't Brady – win the Super Bowl that year that the <laughs> yeah. Patriots traded him. So why would we pay $17 million when Brady's getting paid $12 million to sit on the bench? <laughs> I, I love that debate. I think it's so funny, too, because they're like, what are you talking about? Jimmy Garoppolo led this 49ers to the Super Bowl, but they had two of the best running attacks in the league, and they also had the number one defense in the league. And you're telling me that Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who threw 80 yards in the NFC Championship, led them to the Super Bowl? Give me a break. <laughs> I think he I think he threw the ball. It was under ten times, I'm pretty sure, in that game, too. He yeah. was just handing the ball. That's all it he was, was doing. It, he was six he was uh six and eight. I'm like, this is a quarterback? <laughs> like what? Man, I think me and you could have gone in there and all you gotta do is complete a couple passes. We could have been we could have quarterbacked that team. No, probably not. But <laughs> no. I, I'm just saying, who knows? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's an interesting proposition for him to come back Mm -hmm. because Belichick did like him and you said this last time I talked to you that Belichick was thinking about trading Tom Brady first I don't know if that was a rumor or not yeah that's that's like a massive rumor it's like a massive conspiracy theory yeah um but I, I don't know it seems like Belichick really does love Cam Newton and Oh, he has looked bad he some of his footwork has looked bad and somebody made a comment one of the don't join any of the Patriot Facebook fan pages. They are just atrocious. Everybody's just taking drugs and writing posts on those those pages, man. But they're saying, like, his favorite wide receiver is the ground. He just throws darts into the ground. And he has some bad throws. But, man, imagine this running attack with even just, like, two B-graded wide receivers. I mean, they're all, like, C and D wide receivers. Like, go get exactly. A.J. Green. Um, they have a lot of cap space. If they can go out and get even like a like a dog at wide receiver, get get a, an A player and a B player, and then have this r- rushing attack. Who who knows what's going to happen with Tooney though? That's going to be a massive loss. But um, I don't I know. Mean, you're bringing up like A A and D wide receivers, but like the the, the best thing that you can describe the, these wide receivers is Nikhil Harry is the only guy who was drafted. All these other guys are undrafted wide receivers. Yeah, it's that's the it. Matter. And that's not and I know Myers and to, to go back to to citing other experts because I don't know route running, but there's a lot of people that are actually saying he's a legit route runner. He's been doing well. But I mean, you hear names like Bird coming up and there's no tight end on the team that's going to take pressure away from 
really Myers is it. I mean, Jules isn't out there. There's nobody mm-hmm. to really worry about. You have blocking tight ends and all you have to do is play the run. Um, these two tight ends, it, it's going to take a couple of years for these kids to, to get good. It's like, I forget what numbers I saw, but it's really rare for a tight end to come into the league and start producing as a rookie. It like never happens. Uh, they need to develop. And I mean, Dalton Keene's going to be interesting because he can play fullback. He can play tight end. Um, who's the other guy? What who's happened to Devin Asahasi? That's the thing. Yeah. He, they drafted him, and I see this guy's stats, and he's the fastest tight end I've ever seen in my life. He, he's he's <laughs> he, he, he look oh so so here's why we haven't seen Devin Asahasi because he just got activated 19 hours ago. So he's been oh, he he's been injured. I'm pretty sure since like week five. But this kid, if you look at his stats at, at UCLA, honestly, yeah. he, he looks like the second coming of Aaron Hernandez. I'm not I'm not kidding. Yeah, I think both of them are going to be, and somebody just commented, what's up with the dog shit we trapped at, at tight end? Um, I disagree with that because I think they are going to be developed well. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be good. Uh, and uh, Cam, my, who I used to do a lot of podcasts with, he was really high in Asiasi and watched a lot of his film. And I think they're, they're both going to be good. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. What else do we have? So you're 22. So you were mm-hmm. – when did you start liking football? So you, I started you came liking in football. after that. Funny enough, like I started – I remember – the last time I remember like fully watching football is, is like 2007. Obviously, okay. like that, that's – like everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, obviously when they went undefeated, you're going to start watching football. <laughs> I was eight years old. Give me a break. Right. At seven years old, I, I, I didn't even know – I knew who Tom Brady was, but like nothing more than that. Yeah. That's that's so crazy because I was born in uh, in '88, and right when I started to get into football, it was 1997. So that was when they went to the Super Bowl against the Packers. So I didn't have the fortune that you had, but I got it. I got it later on with you. you I joined you, but um, I, yeah, I've been su- I've been super duper lucky to, to say the least. Especially like when I started like actually actually like getting into football. You know, 2013 when we went to and saw the Seahawks. You know, the three years in a row that that we that we uh, went to the Super Bowl, obviously lost to the Eagles that one year. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've been super-duper lucky. So, like, th- this this is very weird for me. It, it's very weird to, you know, watch these Patriots games and not be able to really watch the offensive plays. Um, I, just wanted, I just wanted to name off a few stats that I looked up as well before our conversation that, that are pretty staggering, uh, that the Patriots have the most rushing attempts in the NFL with 427. Disclaimer, th- th- these stats are – from the Patriots have played 12 games, all the other teams have played uh, – Patriots have played 13, all the other teams have played 12. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit staggered, but at the same time, like, it still is very interesting. You know, the Rams have 395. They're second in rushing attempts. The Pats are 27th in pass attempts, 26th in passing yards, third in passing interceptions, which is incredible because yeah. they're, like I said, 27th in passing attempts. And in passer rating, they're 27th. So I don't know how much worse of a passing of passing productivity you can really get. Yeah, and I think that's why you consistently see whenever it's third and eight or longer, they're they're just not going to deal with putting the ball in the air because mm-hmm. just like what what I was saying earlier is if if a defense knows it's a passing situ- situation, it's like. I mean, they're going to send a lot of heat, and they're just going to go one-on-one and maybe double-team Myers. I mean, right. that's really all you have to worry about. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, th- those stats are insane. But they're a running team for sure, especially with Cam, Cam running the ball. And that, that's why 
That's why I really do like him because we saw Stidham and we saw Hoyer against the Chiefs, right? And it's like you throw any pocket passer who is not going to add that extra dimension of uh, like an option play where the defense is just – it's a two-dimensional offense. It's either they're going to run the ball or it's going to be just drop back and pass or throw the ball away. There's not much to mm-hmm. worry about. Right. And that's why I think Newton was – this is a terrible analogy because the offensive line is great. But if me and you were going to – start a team and we just pick some middle schoolers, you'd want the most athletic quarterback possible because you're playing with like little kids. So he's got to be able to add that dimension. That's a terrible analogy, but I think you know what I'm saying. I mean, we, we saw a play uh, last game. Uh, You you know, there there was a, there was a linebacker that ran right up the middle and Cam Cam, you know, juked him and was able to run and get 10. I think he got like seven, eight yards or something like that. Like those kinds of plays is why I love having Cam Newton under center, but you know, when he just forces the ball and, he, he, you know, when when they get on third and long, it's just a lost cause. It really is. And, yeah. it, and it's very tough, especially with, like, these last, like, three weeks um, because the defense already knows what's going to happen. You know, you're going to run it up the gut with Damian Harris twice, see how many yards you can get, and then if it's, like, third and two, Cam will just run it up the middle. And also yeah. with red zone, how many red zone touchdowns does Cam Newton have? Just, yeah. just passing, I mean. I, 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 I can't even remember a passing touchdown he's had in the red zone. I would say two. Yeah. One, it might be two, something like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Who, who knows what's going to happen? It's pretty obvious what just the game plan is. It's the same game, game plan every week. It's just run the ball, control the clock, be in striking distance in the fourth quarter. Hopefully you're there. Um, and then try to win the game in the fourth quarter. It's And, and that's why if they get behind – once they're down two touchdowns, it's like it's not they're going to stick with the game plan because there's so much time on the clock. You, you still run the rock and maybe go get a touchdown. You're, you're back in the game. But it's just once they get to the point in the second half, it's if they're down two scores, they're in trouble. So I don't know. They're, they're going to have to retool if, if you want Stidham or somebody commented in here. What do we think about Wentz? Um, somebody mentioned James Winston. If, if you don't like interceptions, I don't know about bringing James Winston in here whoever mentioned that. So there's Wentz, Jameis Winston, and somebody said some, somebody if, else. If the Eagles can take most of Wentz's contract, I think this would be the only place other than maybe Indianapolis because they, they have they have brains in their offensive ability. But I, I think this is the only place that can fix Carson Wentz mentally, honestly. Um, so who, who else did they mention? But, oh, they, they mentioned Sam Darnold, too, which would be interesting. But, um, well, who, the head coach of uh, the Colts, and I don't want to take credit for this. It was I was listening to Strong Opinion Sports. He's awesome. Um, it's just one dude who, who does his own podcast. But he was saying the head coach had coached Carson Wentz. Either it was – I think he might have been in Philly or he coached him in college or something. And, and likes Carson Wentz a lot. And he he proposed a trade where the Eagles would trade Carson Wentz to Indianapolis and also give up a draft pick for them to take that contract. And the right. Colts – I mean, the Colts have Phillip Rivers. His contract's going to end at the end of the year. Maybe they'll give him another one-year deal. Maybe they'll take on Wentz and then offer up Phillip Rivers and say, we'll give you $2 bucks. Otherwise, yeah. you can go somewhere else. <laughs> um, and he's still he's still playing fine. But exactly. I, could, I could definitely see Jim Ursay uh signing Carson Wentz with that contract and taking a draft pick too. Yeah, I completely um, agree with you. 
Or the page. I mean, maybe it could be the Patriots. Maybe, I yeah. I mean, I mean, looking I at the, the rest of their season, it's funny because, like, in our last conversation, I don't remember how many weeks ago it was, but you 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 brought up how you could definitely see them going seven or nine and seven. And I, yeah. I I honestly think that that could potentially be the the actual record that they have because uh, you know that they're actually no. I I could see them more being uh eight and eight or uh, seven and nine now. Now that I'm looking at the schedule, because the they got the yeah. Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets. Uh, and, and it's something where if Cam isn't able to execute in the first half against the Dolphins, could you see him in in, in the second half being benched for Jarrett Stidham for the rest of the season? I I think it's a good possibility. Yeah, yeah. I, so that that press conference just really threw me off. I don't know if Belichick was just he was obviously in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I think he just really likes Cam Newton. I've never heard him praise players like this before either. Because Cam Newton, he's apparently he's been working really hard, and and it, I mean we also forget that this is Cam Newton's first year in the system. It's a really difficult system. Um, he also didn't play for two games. They didn't have the full preseason, and maybe we should throw him a bone. Um, I don't know. That's that's up to the people, I guess. But I do. Um, but yeah, I could see that. And like I said, it would be cool to see sit him out there to see what he can do. But it's just like fourth fourth round quarterbacks and where he came from. It's just so rare to throw them into the mix and, and have them be good. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo who went into a, a stronger Patriots offense and even Jacoby Brissett came in and won a game. Right. Um, those offenses were, were a lot more forgiving for a young quarterback and throwing a young quarterback into this scenario. I don't I don't know if that could ruin him, or mm-hmm. kind of damage him because um, that happens to quarterbacks. So. I don't know. I know you want Stidham, though. Funny, funniest, thing I, funniest thing I saw was I saw a tweet. Why would we put this eighth rounder to, to, start, to start? And yeah. I, I start laughing. <laughs> I'm like, by the way, he's a fourth rounder. Second of all, the greatest quarterback of all time was drafted in the sixth round. So what's your point? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is a good point. Um, I guess I don't really care. I, I don't really care at that point. If, if the playoffs are out of the, the picture, um. It, it depends on what Belichick wants to do. Maybe he's going to want to sign Cam Newton. Maybe he wants to work with right. him more. And I think if the, if Cam Newton plays the rest of the season, I think that's basically our answer. Is it's going to be Cam Newton on like a two year deal? Um, maybe pay him six million per year, something yeah. like that. You, you could definitely see that. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. One, one one last thing that I wanted to ask you about, uh, and, and it's all, it's kind of off the Stidham and, and Newton conversation. Somebody asked me this uh, in a podcast a few days ago. And it really made me start thinking and, and, and got kind of deep as well, because um, just the just just the topic of Tom Brady, uh, he, he brought up if Tom Brady, after he ends his two years in Tampa Bay, if he came back to New England on a one day deal and played one game with the Patriots, how would you feel? Would, would you for, would you forgive him for, for leaving for the Buccaneers? Would you be excited that he's back? What would your feeling be? I'm. Dude, I'm not mad at Tom Brady. I, a lot of my friends are. I, I don't, you know, I completely understand what happened. Um, I, like, I still love Tom Brady. Uh, I, I don't care. Are, are you somebody who's uh, still salty? I, I, my answer to it was, where have you been the last two years? Yeah. Be, because my, my only thing about it, and, and like I said, th- this is just coming from me who's, who's only seen Tom Brady as this as this god for the last 22 years I, I mean you got to see blood so you got to really see the rise of tom brady as well um yep. 
but but for me, j- just seeing sort of how he left, you, you just you just put out a tweet and say thanks so much for the last twenty years, peace. I'm going to, I'm going to Tampa Bay the first yeah. day of free agency, and obviously, this is this is just me being super duper picky. But you were at Gillette when you lost to Tennessee. You knew that you were going to be a free agent. You knew that there was a possibility that you weren't going to come back. You couldn't have just stood there before you went into the tunnel and just waved. That's yeah. really it. You know, he, he, he never actually gave a formal goodbye to New England or the Patriots fans. That, that's just me. Yeah. No, it's uh... – it's dude. It's 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 weird. I, I didn't really have a strong reaction to it. It's just he, he has just done so much, and it got to the point where I really think the reason why he went down there is, I mean, he had been playing for twenty years, and Bruce Arians is just such a, such a more laid back coach. Uh, he 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 basically says you'll be penalized if you don't go to like your kids' big events and stuff like that. And Giselle wanted. I mean. It's almost like he retired, but he still wanted to play a little ball. Like, that's kind of how I think about it. Because the, the Patriots, it's like you cannot take days off. You can't, you can't leave for your kids' recitals or something like that. And that, that's just kind of how I look at it. And from the perspective of seeing Tom Brady for 20 years, and I think a lot of people just don't understand, especially, like, younger people, with how just how terrible Boston sports was. I remember going to, to Fenway Park and – seen Yankees play and them chanting 1918. And basically once Tom Brady won that first Super Bowl, he was a made man in New England. Once he won mm-hmm. the third one, it's like he really doesn't have to do anything else. Then right. he won three more, and then he's been here for 20 years. It's like you can do whatever you want. That's kind of how I think of it. But I understand how others are just like they're, they're really salty. But, you know, it's it's whatever. Tom Brady has never really aired out his emotions. Um, I just look at it as he's just chilling in Florida playing some ball, and I'm cool with it. <laughs> I think he did. He did his job. So, the the one thing for me, which which I've seen you've gotten kind of frustrated about, is just the whole Brady Belichick sort of debate. I I really think it's <laughs> such an unfair debate, and especially with like the circumstances this past year. You know, people are being like, "Well, you see Tom Brady, he's doing unreal in Tampa Bay." But if if any if you put Jared Stidham with those kinds of weapons, he he. Obviously, he wouldn't do something very similar, but he would still succeed. I mean, those kinds of weapons are unreal. And then when you look at the circumstances that the Patriots have, the amount of opt-outs, the amount of guys that left during free agency, the schedule, you know, it, it's, it's just a whole new system as well. So it, it's, it's tough to really evaluate that, too. Yeah, and it's what's also kind of unfair, too, is, I mean, the depths of each position. I mean, the quarterback position, there, there's so many things that Tom Brady was great at and so many intangibles that people don't pay attention to. They just look at stats. And also with Bill Belichick, he's, he's just so unbelievable. At, at I think he's the best GM of all time. People want to look at some of the people that he's drafted, but th- nobody wants to talk about the, the value that he gets late in drafts too. And the goal is just to go to Super Bowls. And just because you have a great quarterback, like newsflash everybody, having a great quarterback, of course, is going to help. That's the goal. You want a great quarterback. That's what you do as a GM. They, they don't go deep into this, I guess, into each position. And I guess, finally, Tom Brady is 43 years old. It's like he has one bad game, and everybody's like, see, Tom Brady's not that good. Like, he's, he's five years from having a walker. Like, you can't exactly. compare Tom Brady right now compared to 2007 and his arm strength in 2007. It's like Unreal, he had, yeah. a, he had a, a cannon for an arm, and it's just not the same. So 
both of them deserve credit. It's it's like and also every other player. You need all fifty two guys need to be good too. Right. So yeah. Leave it I completely there. agree. One last thing and then and then we can wrap it up. Just if if the Patriots have the opportunity to draft a quarterback this next draft, do you think that they will? And if Stidham gets the opportunity to play, let's say the last two games and he plays really well, do you think that they would potentially start him in 2021 and potentially pass on Cam? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of just just like predicting the fortune. (laughs) But it's also – it's when people take certain sample sizes too. I mean, it would be great to see Sidham do well, but at the same time, if he he balls out against the Jets, it's like – it's the Jets at the, you know, it's, and it's still an NFL team. You can't right. take anything away from them. And also, I mean, also, but the Jets are trying to lose right. too. I mean, you saw them in cover zero at the end of the Raiders game. They're just like, go ahead and throw a touchdown. We don't care. We want, we want Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't know. What, what's your gut feeling? I think the biggest test is, is obviously the bills, but it's, it's unfortunate too, because we're talking about a guy proving his ability in two to three games when most guys get a whole 16 game season or some guys even get like five games to just see what they can do. But uh, it's just very frustrating for me. Just, just as just like an overall NFL fan. I don't think that there's a lot of quarterbacks that would fully be evaluated after they only threw 37 pass attempts over seven games. If you weren't playing in new England. Right. And and dude, even still, so say, say Stidham started this season um, and I, I'm going to treat it the same as, as Newton. If Stidham kind of stunk it up all season, I, I would have the reaction of, well, look at what he's working with. I mean, he can hand off the ball, but no quarterback is going to do good throwing the ball with this team. I just don't believe it. Right. So it's it's going to be hard to judge. I really tr- I still trust Belichick because g- going back to Brady in that season, and you hear Belichick explain – that season, I think they're carrying four quarterbacks and they were really high on Brady. It wasn't a mistake that he was there. They were really thinking about starting Brady at the beginning of the year. And it was just because they were paying Bledsoe so much and Bledsoe was a pro bowler. It's a hard move to make, but Belichick really liked Brady. Um, So I, you know, you trust Belichick and you also trust him to build teams around the quarterback and who knows what's going to happen next year with this, all this cap room they could turn into a primarily offensive team just at the snap sure. of a finger. It, it mm-hmm. could happen. So um, who knows? Maybe it's going to be like OBJ, AJ Green, uh, I don't know, Zach Ertz, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're this juggernaut offense. So. Oh, my God, that'd be unreal. And, and all we can really say as Patriots fans is one thing that we've been saying all twenty years, all the last 20 years of dominance, and Bill, we trust. I agree. That's I all agree, we can do. I appreciate I your time, Eric. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for the uh, the therapy session. I needed it. Absolutely, my man. Have a great rest of your day. Catch you later, buddy. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.